0: noon.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought I was doing the intro
0: That's right, I was going to let you do the intro, yeah. how are you Jeannie?
1: Okay, so this is the Madcap duo known as James Steiner and Jeannie Soldern of the Soper Sun uh, This is Everything Under the Sun, the Soper Sun's weekly broadcast about that week's newspaper And I will let uh, hand it over to James as to who our guest is today
0: Well, I know I say this every week, folks, but we have a particularly (laughs) special guest this week. Uh, We should have Mr. John McEwen on the line. Are you there, John? John, are you there? Hello, John? All right, folks. Hang out for one second while we figure out this technical difficulty. You
1: want me to introduce where John's going to be playing?
0: I would love that. Thank you, Jeannie. Yeah.
1: So if you pick up this week's issue of The Soper Sun, you will find the calendar on page nine and where there there is this great photo of John McCune, who is the founding member of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. He will be with his circle band um, at Rifles Ute Theater tomorrow night. 7.30 7.30 p.m. And the, ba- the band will perform songs from the Nitty Gritty's platinum selling album, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which was released 50 years ago. Maybe even be a couple more years than that. But uh, tickets to that show can be purchased on the Ute Theater website, uh, which is UTE t h e a t e r dot com, Ute Theater dot com. That's right. That's
0: right. And folks, as promised, we. Oh goodness, let me turn that mic on. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And folks, as promised, we do have the legendary John McEwen on the line. How are you, John?
2: That's me. Oh, how are you doing?
0: We're doing real good, and thank you so much for joining us today on Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's regular radio show.
2: Well, it's going to be a good time when we get there. I'm looking forward to playing the Ute Theater again.
0: That's right, uh, and this isn't the first time that you've played at the U.
2: No, I've been there several times, and uh, this is going to be the most fun one, though.
0: <laughs> I think. Does it get better? I've got a couple of hot pickers with me, Danny
2: Nicely and Ryan McDowell and Les Thompson, the original nitty gritty dirt band bass player, Ooh. is also part of the show. And sitting in will be Jan Garrett and J D and they're gonna be doing singing doing some singing and we're gonna talk about Russia. The nitty gritty dirt band went to Russia, you know, the first American band to go there. You know. And we we took Jan Garrett with us.
0: That is wild. I actually was just reading that, as a matter of fact, um, that y'all did a tour in Russia uh, in 1977, I believe, uh, during the Soviet Union time. Yeah. How was that? That must have that. been quite an experience.
2: It was like a whole other country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, 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 that I bet it was. <laughs> sounds about right.
2: Yeah, it was really an experience. They didn't have any... American music and the American I signed a Temptations album and an Aretha Franklin album it was uh, as close as they could get to what was considered American music and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun we did 28 sold out shows with about 2 or 3 thousand seat auditoriums
0: that is something man, that is wild I think Jeannie had something she wanted to ask or share
1: sure, yeah Hi, John, this is Jeannie Soldern. Hi. I'm James' co-host today, and uh, we're so happy to have you on, Kitty and Kay. But I, we picked out the album, uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? which yeah. Wow, that is pretty... I'm just looking at all the photographs inside and all the kind of, you know, awesome artwork, etc. But on one of the uh, record sleeve covers... There's an article that must've originally been in Rolling Stone Magazine. Uh-huh. Um, and I just want to read a little piece of it because those who don't know your history should know your history. Uh, I
2: think so. Yeah, I think so too.
1: <laughs> okay, where was I at? Uh, so it says, uh, McEwen, that's you, who used to work with the Sunshine Company and the Almond Brothers When they were first, the first, the Almond Joys and later the Hourglass has guided the Dirt Band through the lean years, but sees better days and wider acceptance ahead with this triple album and another single LP, both of which will be released later this year. So you were with the Almond Brothers before they were called, they called themselves brothers.
2: They called themselves Almond Joys. Okay. And my brother convinced them when we were on a promotion trip in 1970, uh, '69, to come out to LA and try and make it as a group. And he managed them for a couple of years. That's my brother, the other McEwen. Okay. He was a producer, Bill McEwen, who lived in Aspen for many years. And, uh, now he doesn't live anywhere. He passed away a couple of years ago. and But uh, he produced the record, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, and the Dirt Man Records, and he managed the group. And he shot, you know, those photographs you were talking about? Yeah. He shot all those photographs, and I have wow. incorporated them into part of the show to show video. Oh, I'm not going to be doing the video in Rifle. I'll be talking about it. But I'll have the book, the making of the Circle album with me. Okay. And that's for sale. It's it's using all of Bill's photographs of the early Dirt Band and the Dirt Band Sessions. And it's called The Making of a Landmark Album. Wow. Yeah, because... It came out last year.
1: Yeah, you were, when you made that album, you were with a few people that some people might know. Uh, Earl Scruggs. Who else is on here? Oh, my goodness. uh,
2: Well, the album started...
1: Doc Watson. actually
2: started in, in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. <clears throat> when I asked Earl, I was taking him back to a hotel and I asked him if he'd record with the Dirt Band and he said, I'd be proud to. And that was uh, a big shock to me. I was living in Clear Creek County and going to see Earl Scruggs every night. He was there for five nights. And then the next week, Doc Watson was there and I went to see Doc and I was a little Boulder. I said, Doc, we're making an album with Earl Scruggs. And <laughs> he said that sounds like a good idea I oh want to picture and, and uh, he said the folk music thing's kind of dying out the crowds are getting smaller and sure enough he was playing to Loggies to only about a hundred people
1: really? and
2: uh, this Circle album came out and things started happening it put Doc in front of thousands of people Dirt Band wow. fans and stuff and and it, it was successful in its own right and it helps earl and basher clements had been, not been heard of prior to this he was a fiddle player i basher said i've got a fiddle player named basher clements to play on this album and, he, and i said well, can basher do it all he,
0: <laughs> earl just said earl said he'll do wow. <laughs> man and, so- and he did so, this album, Will Circle Be Unbroken, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of people who don't know about this album. It was originally recorded 50 years ago, and so this... man that makes me feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> and this, uh, this tour that you're on right now is a celebration of that 50-year anniversary. Well,
2: I was with the Dirt Band for 50 years, and at the end of the 50th year, I left the bus. I said goodbye. You have a good time, guys. I'm going to work on my own shows and do my own things. And I've got, uh, well, Danny Nicely is a guitar player, mandolin player, singer from North Carolina. And Brian McDowell, he's from Baltimore. And these guys are from, well, they're from that, the hills of Virginia North Carolina. And they play they play oh my god the notes that they come out with every night it's amazing to me unless and and I just just listen and go wow <laughs> are we lucky to have them with us so and I he... think that the Telluride crowd the people that like bluegrass with lots of notes and and kind of different music with good acoustic guitar mandolin and fiddle and stuff will enjoy them immensely
0: hmm. And, uh, John, could you mind telling our listeners, of what brought you out to, uh, Colorado originally?
2: What got me to Colorado? Yes, sir. A 22 foot Ryder truck. <laughs> 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 Big earthquake in LA. Well, that was a wake up back in 1970 and everybody kind of went, let's go to Colorado and I packed up everything I had and everything Jeff had, and we took our wives and moved to Colorado. And my brother moved to Aspen. I moved to Idaho Springs. Jeff moved to Evergreen. And maybe Ever uh, Aspen or Evergreen. Jimmy Fadden went to Aspen, the only town with a drug and bubacore. And uh, he did uh, some time there. And, and anyway... That was in 1970. We were a Colorado band, nitty-gritty wow. dirt band, for the next 15 years.
0: And you have a pretty uh, musically inclined family, is that right?
2: Well, I don't know if it's <laughs> right, but yeah, they're good. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, Nathan Nathan McEwen is a, your youngest son, and he plays guitar and writes music. He's working on a film project right now, and Jonathan McEwen writes. Uh, a bit and plays he was dave mason's favorite guitar player on his on one of dave's albums and, and he works they worked out of uh southern california hmm.
0: now i uh i was pretty young at the time but i have to say one of the most impressive performances i'd ever seen was you and your son john jonathan McEwen. oh the... where was that at the wheeler opera house and one, oh yeah that was fun yeah one of you was uh playing chords and the other one was picking the banjo but on the same banjo i
2: was picking the banjo and jonathan was playing the chords and, <laughs> and I, I played the guitars on the guitar and he's from and uh, he's
0: from the guitar man that yeah, was that something
2: was a, that was a fun bit to do
0: that is real neat <laughs> Well, uh, for our listeners, you are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK. This week, we are uh, lucky enough to get an interview with uh, John McEwen, original band member of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. uh, And Les
2: Thompson. He was an original member also.
0: And Les Thompson.
2: Yeah, and he played bass on Bojangles. He was with the band for the first 10 years. and. It's going to be great being in Colorado. And if you're going to go, and I hope you do, you better hurry because there's only about 20 tickets left. And I think, I, I think it would be good
0: for people to have something to do. Well, this should be it. Well, <laughs> it's nearly a sold-out show, folks. So you heard that you, if, you're pl- if you want to go and collect on this opportunity to see one hell of a banjo player who's in fact in the Banjo Hall of Fame. Uh, you better make exactly. it down to the U tomorrow night and get your tickets now, uh, Jeannie. You had another question.
1: Yeah, um, I want to ask you how has since you've been you know a musician all your life. How has have you seen the music industry change? Oh, <laughs> uh, too big of a question. <laughs> Don't have enough time.
2: You know, somebody asked me that more than once. I've yep, been, I've been asked that do. question, and, and the the uh, the best analogy I can make is back when, We started back in the late 60s. Picture yourself in a little baseball diamond, uh, 5,000 people in the grandstands, okay? And before the game, a guy comes out with a guitar and he starts singing. And pretty soon, the 5,000 people watching, they're all getting into him by song three and four. And by song five, they're all singing along and it's really fun. And, And okay, that was then. And now, Picture an audience guy, the only audience guy, going out and standing on home plate, and there's five thousand people in the stands with guitars and banjos and fiddles, little keyboards, and and they're all playing different songs. That's hmm. what it's like now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not starting now. You stand there oh. and you hit, you hear this this noise of all these different types of music, and you're oh, no, I can't. I gotta go. I'm gonna go to
1: sleep. Whatever. Well, in your in your career, you've played with you know a number of very uh, you know Jackson Brown. I mean, I could go on and on, uh, but fish, fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you. I mean, is that was that kind of collaborating with people? Was do you find that that was easier back back when you started or?
2: Uh, I think it's when you find the people, it's easier now. Everybody's really uh, okay, is, like like Brian and, and Danny. They 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 play the fire out of any song. I mean, they they just it sounds like they wrote it or something. And and there's uh, the see. Danny's thirty five and Brian's forty two. They're the younger generation. They both won first place at the Winfield, Kansas. You know the the Walnut Valley Guitar Festival. They won first place in mandolin and guitar. Different years. They didn't both win first place the same year, but, <laughs> but uh, they are excellent. And I've, I, I'm i the kind of guy that would be a judge, but I sure, sure wouldn't, wouldn't want to enter to go up against them.
0: <laughs> you've also, on that note, you've uh, I was reading in a press release that you've logged 9,500 uh, concerts, appearances, and... 3 million plus miles on the road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone up since that press release was written. It's more like a <laughs> oh, thousand wow. concerts. Maybe may be 4 million miles. I'm at that 2 million miles in Delta alone. They sent me a little statue that says, Welcome to the 2 Million Mile Club. Oh my goodness. It's like, oh my gosh. Now, it's really
0: neat. When was the last time you played at the Ute Theater?
2: When did, when, what is that?
0: When did you play at the Ute Theater last?
2: Oh, it was pre-COVID. Okay. So this is kind of exciting with me. I haven't been back there since COVID started, you know, and uh, so it's been a few years.
1: Well, we're certainly happy to have you back. That is well, for yeah, sure. Yeah, me too.
2: I'm going to get to see Josh Berman, you know, the promoter, Josh. He does the Wheeler Opera House and brings a lot of fine music up there. I'm going to get to see Josh again and, and uh, some friends in Glenwood Springs. And uh, it's great to be back in the area. I'm in Colorado Springs tonight, at the Stargazer Theater.
0: Very and cool. Last uh,
2: night, last night was E Town Theater, and that was really fun. And,
0: and I, I understand that we're also doing this interview while you're in the middle of sound check.
2: Well, uh, I sent the guys in to start up, hook up stuff. And
0: there, I will be in the middle of sound checks when they hang up with you. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. You know, there's a yeah, there's a couple. John, there's a couple other paragraphs I'd like to read off of this um, album sleeve from the. This is the uh, original. Will the circle be unbroken? Album, yep. and it's that Rolling Stone article again, and it says one gray noon. Uh, McEwen sat in the King of the Road coffee shop, full of more intense, hip-dressing, pompous-talking music executive types than you can shake a stale donut at, um, (laughs) and recited the Dirt Band's history. They started, he said... As a jug band at the Paradox Club in Orange County, a club which also yielded from the that 1966 era such individuals as Tim Buckley, not Jeff, but Tim, and yeah, Jackson Tim Brown, and yep. The latter was one of the original Nitty Gritty, which also included Bruce Kunkel and Ralph Barr at the time. They were
2: That's a 50-year-old article. Keep that in mind.
1: I know. Well, no, but I mean, I think it speaks to um, the great connections you had back in the beginning. Um, I mean, this was destined to be <laughs> because well, the people you, know, you were hanging was, out uh, with.
2: <laughs> when I went to the Grand Old Opry for the first time with my brother Bill, and we stood at the back window because the back windows were open because it was a hot hot, Hot August night, and there's no air conditioning in the Ryman in 1970. Uh, no, 1965 we were there, and Lester Flat was on stage, and he says, uh, "Earl and I want to bring out Mama Maybell fighters to do the Wildwood Flower," and I almost passed out because this Maybell and Dot and Maybell and and Earl and Lester, they were all there. They were so far away though i was only 19 and 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 i said to my brother i said i gotta meet those people and and i did five six years later i was in the studio with earl it was amazing and the the starting in southern california we had people like jennifer warren she was a friend that is a became a great well-known singer and I used her on a couple of recordings and she was, she was good. She still is good. And uh, all kinds of players. David Lindley. David Lindley's a guy I used to go watch during my break when I had my dream job in Disneyland. I didn't think it would get any better at 16 years old <laughs> than working in the magic shop in Disneyland, the job <laughs> that I wanted.
0: Huh.
2: And And... I take my breaks and go see David Lindley's band, the Mad Mountain Ramblers, with Richard Green and Chris Darrow, who was several years later going to be in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band for a couple of years. And uh, it was amazing how this all mixed up. Penny Nichols, a great background singer and voice coach, she was my first girlfriend, and we had a we played a bunch of shows together. You ever heard of Mary McCaslin?
0: Uh, no sir,
2: you haven't heard of Mary McCasley?
0: No, unfortunately not. <laughs> well,
2: she's she's kind of like Irish Dement, and she
0: okay.
1: she okay. was
2: a folk singer and stuff. She she, uh, she passed away last year, but um, well, uh, Leon Russell, he became a friend from back wow. in those years uh, before he was the Leon Russell. Yeah. All kinds of. Uh, Uh, combinations and ties happened but it was Southern California you know and I was living in Laurel Canyon across the street was Scott McKenzie if you're going to San Francisco wear flowers in your hair (laughs) great Uh, tune next door was Ian Whitcomb and down the street
0: with Mamas and Papas And across the street from them was Frank
2: Zappa and (laughs) it was a
0: mess (laughs) what a time man
2: that was 1966 and 7
0: okay
1: you know one one other question i have on the album cover uh will the circle be unbroken at the bottom it says music forms a new circle you want to explain that pardon it says music forms a new circle what about it elaborate (laughs) on that a little bit please what can you elaborate on that a little that was my brother's line he thought thought it was a good
2: thing to put on there and it was just seemed to fit so he put it on there
1: yeah well because music does connect us all right i I hope so
0: (laughs) (laughs) it certainly brings a lot of people together and it's going to tomorrow night at the Ute theater sounds like it'll be a full house um
2: well, it's not quite full yet, so if you're thinking of going or got nothing to do, uh, it will make it worth your time.
0: I have a feeling those 20 tickets are going to go pretty quick. Um, well. <laughs> and, John, well, we only have a couple minutes, and we would like to play a song from Will the Circle Be Unbroken, um, released 50 years ago. Is there anything you'd like to add, though, before we let you go?
2: I'm trying to think of a good tune to play. Why don't you play Way Downtown?
0: Way Downtown. You got it. We'll pull it up.
2: Or, yeah, that'd be good. That's one of the ones we do. And we do a little different version, but everybody's hot. All
0: right. Well, I'm going to get that queued up.
2: Thanks for talking. Hey
0: man, we appreciate it yeah. so much. Um, where else are you going to be? Um, how far is this tour taking you?
2: I'm going to Durango the next night. Great, and then then to Nashville the next day.
0: All the way and, back uh, over to Nashville.
2: Well, yeah, I go back to Denver and then fly to Nashville. But uh, yeah, like that.
0: Well, that is. And I'm fantastic. really
2: glad the, this little Colorado trip came together and uh it's a, a neat to be back here i'm glad to be driving the road before snow
0: yes sir i don't blame you for that where are you um where are you laying your hat these days or hanging your hat these days
2: i'm uh living in franklin tennessee Fantastic. and uh, i moved there a couple years ago because well it's nashville basically it and I feel like well I want to play out my final quarter in Nashville and they always say the final quarter of the game is the best one and it so has been has been so far
0: fantastic <laughs> Well hey John we so appreciate your time today on the air uh you have a great show tonight tomorrow night and have a great tour Thank you for joining well, gonna us today
2: We're going to have fun tomorrow night so I hope somebody can join us Yeah they certainly <laughs> will
1: have fun too
0: <laughs> Yes sir Yeah
2: All and, right uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jan Garrett. seeing what she's going to be good to see her. I haven't seen
0: her for a while. Uh, are you familiar with Jan Garrett, right? Yes, sir. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, good. Okay, well, thank you and like I said to my mom, thanks for having
0: me. Awesome. Thank you so much. You take care, John. We're going to play we're going to play a track right now from Wolf Circle Be Unbroken. You take care.
2: I'll tell you what. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>
2: I told you way down, oh, way downtown's fine, but uh, Tennessee Stud's really good too. It's one of my favorite recordings on that album.
0: Tennessee Stud <laughs> is one of my personal favorites as well. I'll see if I can get it queued up. Either way, we're gonna have something going out uh, from that yeah. album. It might be the uh, flagship song, uh, just because that <laughs> is what we already had uh, queued well, up. But I'm gonna do my best right now to get Tennessee Stud on there.
2: Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thank
0: you. Thank you, John. You take care.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Well, man, what a treat, Jeannie. Um, That was really something to be able to get an interview, even though with all the uh, crazy technical difficulties we had in the... um, um, while speaking with the amazing... um, Oh goodness. The amazing John McEwen. And I as since he requested it, I had to rearrange these songs and we are going to play Tennessee Sud Going Out Before Bronco Babble. Thank you so much for staying tuned to Katie and K and everything under the sun. Have a wonderful Thursday.
3: Now now your fiddle break comes right after I get back and whoop her brother and her paw and sing a chorus. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, back at the
3: yeah. Now, that is about as pretty a bass line as I've heard played in something in a long time. <laughs> I've complimented that boy back there. That's a the horse's foot in the gravel, man. That ain't trained. train. <laughs> <laughs> Running through a ford in the creek. <laughs> Let's see if we can put down a take. Where's the harmony at? Right here. About 1825, I left Tennessee very much alive. And I never would have got through the Arkansas mud if I hadn't been a ruddin' that Tennessee stud. I had some trouble with my sweetheart's paw, and one of her brothers was a bad outlaw. I sent her a letter by my uncle, foot, then I rode away on the Tennessee stud. The Tennessee stud was long and lean The color of the sun and his eyes were green He had the nerve and he had the blood And the devil was a horse like the Tennessee stud We drifted on down into no man's land We crossed that river called the Rio Grande